sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here onto the early line, giving you the edge on Sports Grid, hour number two. We were continuing to talk, Kev, off air about like Keenan Allen, DK Metcalf, maybe a guy like Terry McLaurin, even guys who you maybe drafted yeah. as a wide receiver, two or three, even that is actually performing in fantasy like a wide out one. That's where you get that kind of boost, right? That's where all of a sudden now your team looks dangerous week to week. That's how you win leagues, and Keenan Allen will continue. I think to be targeted from here on out, Kev, like Keenan Allen will be targeted just as much, in my opinion, as DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, and other big time wide receiver ones moving forward. But I digress. Another guy who has emerged as one of the better wide receivers in the league, Kev, is Kenny Galladay. It would be so nice. And the Detroit Lions, who are 500, welcome in the Indianapolis Colts, who are four and two. These are teams that I'm still trying to figure out. I think the Colts are good. I think the Colts are good. I think their game travels. I think they're strong in the trenches. But Kev, there are some people, I know you're not one of them, that are starting to believe in Matt Patricia and the Detroit Lions. Talk to me here because the Colts are off their bye, so they may be ready to punch somebody in the mouth. And like Atlanta has found ways to lose close games, honestly, Detroit mm. has found ways to win a couple of them. They're at 3-3. Three and three. They are at home in this one but they are home dogs as the Colts come in 50 is the total on this one so the Lions are hilarious uh they've lost three <laughs> games they've had double digit leads in all three of them uh they are now starting to figure it out which by the way you know what I'm about to have I'm about to have some conviction them figuring it out you know what screw the Lions man they beat the Jags good for you and then got bailed out by the Falcons that's figuring out Colts Frank Reich versus Matt Patricia. They beat, clown the, show, wait, they beat the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals on the road, yeah. and when not many Guess people what? thought they could. Guess what? But you know who did? Right here. Good trap spot. We saw it coming. This show did. This show did. Trap we were on. Game. And guess what? Guess, yeah, they almost blew that game, by the way. So, like, it's all good. That's why the NFC West, frauds. You won't hear that take anywhere else, but we don't have time to get into it. The Colts are off of a bye. Detroit stinks. And by, look at the book. The book, please don't let us. Please, we don't want to make this three. We'll make it two and a half. We'll make it two and a half. Plus money to take the Lions plus two, plus two and a half. This will eventually get to three. I get it. But I'll tell you this. As much as now just my disdain for Matt Patricia is winning out here on a game I, I was going to tell myself I don't want to take a side on, I love the under. Why is this total mm, 50? 50. Like, yeah. the Colts want to run the football. The Lions yeah. only want to run the football. Why is the total 50? The Colts a pretty solid defense as well here. Yeah. I just, this number feels off by an, a bunch of points to me. This should be where Saints uh, Bears is. Like, they should swap totals. <laughs> you know what? I like the under on this one, and I want to make a point about these two, what I believe the NFL is going to realize and fans and fantasy managers are going to realize are high-end rookie running backs in this one. And I think it's interesting when you look at the stats, Kev, it shows the story on how these teams and these running backs do it slightly differently. 
Okay. The mm. Detroit Lions are 27th in the league in terms of stopping the run, Kev. They give up 132 yards a game. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is going to be able to eat. And he has continued to ascend. It is clear he is the back now that Marlon Mack has gone down. Naheem Hines is in the passing kind of game work. As we welcome in our radio audience from around the country, thanks for waking up early with us getting on the grid here with the early line. You know what I'm saying, Kev? Like, the Lions can't stop the run, and Taylor is more of a between-the-tackles kind of runner. On the flip side, um, the Colts are third in the NFL stopping the run. They give up only about 88 yards a game, okay, behind only Tampa and Pittsburgh, right? DeAndre Swift, however... While I believe he is good in between the tackles, we have also seen Swift in the passing game do a lot of work. So when I think about these backs, right, and like prop bets, for example, with Jonathan Taylor, I take the rushing yards. With Swift, I take the rushing plus receiving yards. And I think it's interesting the different skill sets of these two elite young backs. Yeah, no, I think it's a good move. I part of the reason I am just chuckling to myself is yeah. I remember when AP signed with the Lions, right? And there was a whole lot right. of why? Why wouldn't he go to contend yeah. a contender? And look, I don't I don't like to pat myself on the back, but I just it's because it's Patricia and he just feels so easy to read. I remember saying I'm like, oh, he's gonna make him his lead back because he's out of his mind. And he's ignoring that he just right. drafted DeAndre Swift. And is De- and DeAndre Swift is breaking out. AP has still outcarried him yeah. in both of these football games off the box. That's what I'm saying. Swift like, is getting production in the pass game, though. That's part of I why know. I'm saying Swift's value is still there. I know, but it's ridiculous that this isn't like a 70 30 thing. What right. are they doing? If anything, and it should be a split between Swift and Kerryon Johnson, for goodness yes, sake. You want to find out about him, Obviously. if anything. It reminds me, it reminds me, Kev, remember Adrian Peterson, remember when he was on the Saints and it was him, Ingram, and then Alvin Kamara, and he was yeah. dealt the trading deadline, right? Peterson was dealt in the trading yeah. deadline to the Washington football team to allow. Kamara to become Alvin Kamara. You've got a guy Uh in DeAndre Swift that three years from now we may be like, and then when Adrian Peterson got hurt, DeAndre Swift was allowed to become DeAndre Swift. Absolutely. But I did want to highlight both these rookie backs because you've been in the rookie market, right? And obviously this Burrow and Herbert now. But Jonathan Taylor on a playoff team, helping them on the ground, could still be live. I I really think the Jonathan Taylor thing, though, is important. I don't know if we've seen a guy – get such a massive boost right early because of the Mac injury. Everyone was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, is this guy even good at football? I think off the bye, it's a big game for Taylor to kind of show his medal that he does belong mm-hmm. in this conversation. Yeah, and I would like the Colts to punch him in the mouth on both sides of the ball. More games, Football Friday, when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody. We're right here onto the early line, giving you the edge on SportsGrid, the spitting statistician and the candle burner, getting you ready for week eight of the NFL season. And, Kev, 
in the AFC, we've been, you know, in the NFC as well, but we've been trying to talk about these guys in terms of tiers as we're starting to look at futures value, as we're starting to try to separate the contenders from the rest. And here up next, we're going to talk about two AFC teams that I think most people believe are in that half tier below the truest contenders. I, however, actually believe that this team is in the top tier, and I'm talking about the Tennessee Titans, who go to Cincinnati off of a loss. So I think they're going to be pissed off. King Henry's going to be pissed off. And what do you know? The Cincinnati Bengals allow the 28th most yards by the run in the NFL, they give it up via the run. Derrick Henry's going to come in. I think that's a formula for them running all over Cincinnati. On the other side, though, with Cincinnati, looks like they throw the ball a lot, right? Joe Burrow literally leads the league in terms of attempts, right? I mean, they throw the team. Cincinnati has the second most attempts behind only the Dallas Cowboys, but, you know, Dallas has had multiple quarterbacks throwing passes for them, so Joe Burrow still leads the league in attempts. And listen, Tennessee is, you know, uh, a better run defense. Joe Mixon, we don't think is necessarily going to be available for Cincinnati, so this profiles to me like Tennessee trying to punch the Bengals in the mouth, run down their throat, and then... Burrow on the other side coming back trying to sling it about 45, 50 times like he usually mm. does, Kev. I think I'm going to surprise you here, but I like the Uh-oh. Bengals with the points. Now, Do you? I think you're looking at one team that never covers. Because the Titans are so sweaty, that's why, right? A little yeah, so sweaty on the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bengals have been great against the spread. They really, really have. Like, the only spot they let you down was when they got rolled by Baltimore. So, I I think that this is a team... I've been impressed with Burrow, man. He hangs around. He slings his thing, as you said. Like, the attempts prop last week... I know you've been talking about it for Mm -hmm. a while, right? But, like, game scripts, you know, can flow and and different things. But last week was really jarring. They were up the whole game, and he still threw it 45 times. Like I'm telling you, with Joe Mixon out, he's gonna sling it. Yeah. Well, but this is the thing now with Mixon out. It's like, listen, Giovanni Bernard's not a real running back. Like it makes no sense. Their run game is screens to Gio Bernard, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I just think we're looking at a spot here again, and it very well could be to my demise. But I believe we're still having three points for home field advantage. Nonsense that the Titans would lay twelve to this team in Tennessee. I don't even really know if they should be laying double digits to that team in Tennessee. It I feels like a lot of points there. I think this number maybe should be four, four and a half. And you might say to me, ah, what's the difference? With the Tennessee Titans, every single number feels like it matters. I think six points at home might be a little bit too much. Again, what if the Bengalis got the job done last week against the Browns and Baker doesn't right. throw an absolute dime? Is this number still six? I don't think so. I think the Bengals can hang around. I also think there's a lot of points in this game. A lot of points. Okay. 52 and a half, high total. I think there's a ton of points. No, I'm not mad at you. The idea that Cincy can hang around because, listen, also the way Burrow plays, the backdoor cover could also be very, very live Four. in this kind of game. Let me tell you about another streak that I'm not going to get in front of. In fact, I'm going to continue to ride. It's your boy, Kev, the largest of all the humans. T. Higgins yeah. continues, right? But honestly, He's he continues sick. to ascend, even though A.J. Green got work last week. T. Higgins continues to go over his props, continues to be one of the best Rookie wide receivers in the NFL. I'm going to give you one more thing on this game, Kev, that may give you cause for pause for the backdoor cover. This game is the biggest in terms of the difference in 
turnover margin out of any game in week eight. The Tennessee Titans lead the league, Kevin, with a plus nine turnover margin. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals are at minus two. So when you have that backdoor cover kind of environment, right, the other yeah. thing that could happen, right, is Joe Burrow tries to push it, do a little bit too much, and a turnover could salt away the sure. spread for a team like the Tennessee Titans. The other team in the AFC that I believe, I think you agree, is that half tier or second tier below is the Buffalo Bills. And they have a huge game to kind of plant their flag and run away with the division as they welcome the New England Patriots and Cam Newton, Julian Edelman, who won't even be available because he had a procedure this week. But they may have to go through the tables because Bills Mafia, this is their time, Kev. This week is when they would stake their claim. Guys like Gabe, guys like Carver will be going bonkers if on Monday the Patriots are 2-5 and five and the Bills are 6-2. and two. I think we would be able then to say the Buffalo Bills are in the catbird seat for this AFC East. And it's very clear to me, Kev, I think the Bills are going to boat race the New England Patriots this week. I don't think the Patriots are good. Julian Edelman is not there either. I think we are realizing this is the fall of Rome. You don't have to be afraid to say it out loud anymore, Kev. And here's the deal. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills are in that tier, right? So when they play Kansas City, when they play Tennessee, they don't get it done. When they play other teams that are below them, that are not good, that are sub-500 teams, they take care of business. The potential mistakes don't hurt them as much. They have enough. And here's the deal, Kev. The New England Patriots are not a good football team. So the Buffalo Bills at home with a lot to prove, I think they get the job done, and I think they do it by more than three and a half points. Love conviction, Dane. Love it. Um, here's the thing. I don't know how good Buffalo is either. Okay? The non-elite you know, elite team games were the Jets week one, right? Un yeah. Which, by the way, they, if we reset, they won the game by 10. That's not a cover if we reset that number, right? We look back on it, one of the worst spreads of the season. Sure. A non-cover against the Jets the second go-around. Non-cover yeah, against the Dolphins, yeah. and then they ended up getting the job done against the Raiders in Vegas, and the Rams game was wild. The Rams game was totally, totally wild. They were home. They were up huge. They blew it. Pass interference. I don't know what the Buffalo Bills are. The Patriots. So yesterday we were, talking to the pro, we, were talking to, we were talking to pro football doc, Dr. David Chapp, and I said to him, so let me ask you something, because we're talking about Trevor Lawrence. I said, you know, are we going to be able to trust Lawrence when he gets back? Because right now everyone's trying to figure out with Cam, is COVID what is stopping him? And he goes, yes, but not how you think. It's not because of symptoms and lingering ailment from the disease. The Patriots brought in a new quarterback and have never practiced. They've basically mm -hmm. been missing all this practice time. Right. They can't get in any type of rhythm. So as things go on, they can start to fix this out. Now, I'll tell you this. I think there's no reason to like three and a half with the Bills. Go find alt lines. Lay nine and a half. Lay 13 and a half. Like, right, if right, they're going right. to win this game, it's not going to be, oh, they're they win by three, away. late field goal. Right. They're going to, exactly. They're going to roll them. Or you take the Pats on the money line here at plus 176. Rome might be falling. Bill's going to lose four in a row. 
Bill Belichick's gonna lose four games in a row. I'm past Maybe. that. I don't give. It's not Bill Belichick. I don't give a damn anymore, Kev. They don't sure. have the talent on the field, bro. This but is not Dean, a defense with Collins but, and Van Noy and Chung. This is not an offense. I'm not sure that's true. Here, here's the reality. Okay, here's what we had before the COVID situation, right? Yeah. Covered against Miami, rolled them. Should have probably beat the Seahawks, rolled Vegas. And then COVID hit. Brian Hoyer played a game against the Chiefs, and then Cam played two games against Denver and San Fran. Now, maybe they're never going to actually be able to find their footing. But I don't know if that's true. Listen, you and I were as high as I've ever seen a team get credited for a loss when they lost to Seattle. And right. I think we were right to feel that way. A lot of stuff has happened since then. Yeah, and a lot I of stuff has happened to Cam's shoulder also. No? No, nah, shoulder's fine. It's just you think his shoulder's shoulder. fine? Yes, it's not the shoulder. They, okay. Like, this team doesn't have a rhythm, but they're playing more and more together here. I don't think right. this Buffalo team is that good. At the end of the day, if they're never going to find the rhythm and it's a lost year, then so be it. Okay. But I'm going to take one more chance with the team that we agreed on through three weeks did belong in that conversation and should still hold their footing in this division. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think com- I think Cam is compromised. I think it looks will look worse as we go along because I don't know that he's 100% healthy. There'll be no Julian Edelman there as well. And I just think the Bills are a different tier of team than the New England Patriots. We will come back and talk more Week 8 games, including Sunday Night Football, after the news break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here onto the early line and, of course, onto SportsGrid. Big shout-out, of course, to the radio affiliates from around the country, from around the globe. So many ways to hear, watch, listen, and enjoy what we do here as we put the fun and functional sports content. Kev, we got more games in Week 8 to discuss, and I am excited to hear you discuss this and also the little voices in my ear because our producer, Brian, and you guys are heads up on this one on Sunday Night Football. Dallas travels to Philadelphia in a matchup of for first place in the NFC East as the two and five Cowboys travel to the two four and one Eagles with first place on the line in the NFC West. Remember when I talked about the turnover margin in that Tennessee Cincinnati game? Well, I want to tell you about turnovers in this one as well. The Philadelphia Eagles bring Carson Wentz to the dance, whose 10 interceptions lead the NFL. The Eagles are a minus five. They have had 13 turnovers this season. They have turned the ball over 13 times this season. Kev, the Cowboys are minus 13 in the turnover margin. They've turned it over 16 times, have gotten three takeaways themselves. We're talking about minus 13 in the turnover margin versus minus five in the turnover margin. We're talking about a banged-up Eagles team, although the kid, Jalen Rager, it looks like, will come back getting activated because after that thumb injury and talk about banged up, on the other side, it sounds like we're going to have Ben DiNucci under center for the Cowboys. I I can't trust to bet anything in this game, I don't think, Kev. Oh, you can. Go you ahead. Can. You just don't want to do it because it's it's a little odd. 
to lay nine and a half with a two four and one team. It's Cowboys have played two games without Dak. They lost thirty eight to ten and twenty five to three. Now, risky business here, but Dane, if the calculator is working in the in the sure. brain, what you got? What you got? Sixty three thirteen. Yes, something like that. Sounds right yeah. to me. Sounds right, right? to me. So yeah, 50, 50 points, 25 a game on average, and it's nine and a half. This team shot. Come on. This team is shot. They got the worst defensive footballer on a third-string quarterback. This isn't hard. There's no reason for this to be hard. Now, will I bet it? Absolutely not. I don't need that in my life. I'm an Eagles fan. I just need them to get the job done here. They win by 100, I'll be happy. If, for them to win this game by a touchdown and me to be upset, no. And also, this game weirdly being close and my entire Sunday being ruined, also no thank you. Very but this, live. <laughs> but, but, but we talked about this on a watch for the hook, right? Except mm-hmm. I made the point. I said, we're not watching from 7.5 to go to 7. No, we're waiting for this thing to get up to 10. We're almost there. And by the time the game rolls around, it'll be 10. Because it'll set in for people that Ben DiNucci and the worst defense in football is playing yeah. on the road against the Philadelphia Eagles. The biggest thing to me that stands out is a total of 43. Last week, I took the over in Washington-Dallas, and I told myself two bad defenses, including the Dallas defense, should be an over. But what happened? Dallas scored three points against Washington. I feel like we haven't talked about that anywhere near enough. How did that team only muster up three, three points? I don't know. What's very, very suspicious is the FanDuel Sportsbook has not posted team totals for this game. I don't understand why. Every other game, they're up there. Actionable team totals. You can do the math and figure out. What it's because we don't know about Andy Dalton in the concussion protocol. That's the difference. Because if but Andy we have Dalton spread. plays, their team total would be different, Kev. But no, but Dane, it's all different. Then at the end of the day, yes, you can you can do the math right now to figure out what the team total is right. Like sure. I'm not going to do it on the spot or whatever, but you can. No, I got you. So if there's no like you can make it actionable. All of this changes if Dalton's the quarterback. So I, I think the book right now knows that what I truly believe will be the most popular bet in this game will be the Eagles team total over. That's what I think the most popular bet in this game is. Again, I have no reason to bet this game. I don't need it in my life. I want them to roll. But this is, again, as it's this in, the, in its simplest form, the worst defense in football on the road with a third-string quarterback. No, I buy that. Listen, worst defense in football, they are the worst, giving up 34.7 points a game. Uh, The next worst team is a full two points better than them. In terms of points per game, the Raiders are like 32 points a game, right? So it is that, yes, they're on their third string quarterback. And here's the deal. We make jokes about Philly, and, I, you know, you're going to smile. You're going to – I know you think this already. But if anybody's honest with themselves, the Eagles should win this division. The Eagles are the class of this division. The Eagles have the best quarterback in this division. The Eagles have the best head coach in this division. The Eagles have the best defensive talent on paper in this division, right? The Eagles are banged up like, whoa, guess what? Derek Barnett is still there getting sacks and will be giving pressure to Danucci on Sunday night, right? Flexer Cox is still there. Tackles for loss, sacking, forced fumbles, and he will be there against Ben Danucci, 
right? Um, you know, who else can I say? Brandon Graham will be there, still getting sacks, you know, and that stuff will still be there. By the way, Kev, you probably know this, the Eagles are tied for third in the NFL with 24 sacks through seven games. They get pressure, and they're going to get pressure on a kid that has never seen anything close to something like Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham or Derek Barnett coming their way, and I think that will be a problem. And listen, even though the Eagles are compromised off Offensively, right? Boston Scott was able to move the ball. Greg Ward has been a player for them. They get the kid Jalen Rager back. So we will see. I believe, honestly, when you think about it on its face, the Eagles should start to get on the good foot. They may win this division at 6-9-1, and one, but I do think ultimately they win this division. Another team where we're talking about two NFC teams and where a division is important is the NFC North. We're talking about the Green Bay Packers, who at 5-1 and one host a team that a lot of people believed would be their main competition going into this season, and that's the Minnesota Vikings. But the Minnesota Vikings have pretty much waved the white flag on the season, right? Daniil Hunter on IR. They traded their newest acquisition, Yannick Ngakwe, this week. In essence, they are cutting bait and moving on we think dalvin cook will be back for them though which is a big time improvement how do you see this one because i don't see any way right now this minnesota vikings defense kev which has like i said started to wave the white flag this is not a mike zimmer defense that we trust that can be hard nosed and they are facing you know the second best offense right now in the nfl in terms of points per game only the seattle seahawks are scoring more yeah. per game than the 32.8 that the Packers are putting up. I love this game. I really, really do. Tell me because why. Because it's a game that I can't help but stand over off to the side and laugh about. Last year, the Packers went to Minnesota week 16, and Minnesota laid five and a half in mm. prime time with Cousins against Rodgers. And I just, I don't know. Like, sometimes when people are just like, I've got, oh, you square dog. Uh, oh, I'm so sharp. Like, And then what happened? Green Bay rolled them, right? And then week one, Minnesota was laying points. And what happened? Green Bay rolled them. So here we are again. 34. Here we are again, right? We've got the mm-hmm. touchdown. And all anybody can do is back Minnesota. Laying an ugly five and a half now because people can't stop. They, they, people can't quit the Vikings. They're like a bad drug for people, right? I mean, this team, by the skin of their teeth, lose that game to the Titans. Lose by one, cover the number, right? Right, right, right. Then you've got the Texans, okay? They go in there. They get right versus Houston. Bill O'Brien's last game, Sunday night football, Seattle. They're the pick. They're an Alexander Madison yard away from Salt winning. away. Yep. Right, and everyone goes, oh, but fine, they're back, and then what happens? They give the Falcons their only comfortable, good football game of the season, and the Falcons absolutely obliterate them. So here we are, off the bye, Rodgers versus Cousins. Yep. Rodgers versus Cousins. And I won't play this game because the mm. line movement's enough to keep me off of it, and I think okay. Green Bay Sneaky could be in a look-ahead spot Thursday night football, Trap San Francisco game. 49ers. Okay? But if Green Bay rolls this team, I promise you I will just be off to the side laughing. 
that mm-hmm. once again people went, yes, this is the spot that Cousins goes out there and gets Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if that spot exists. Yeah, neither do I. I remind you of the 43-34 game they had in week one of the season where there were yards and and points aplenty. So I ask you, you know, maybe the prop market is a place to go. One thing I know, Kev, is that the Minnesota Vikings are like fourth worst in the NFL against the pass. They're giving up over 285 yards a game via the pass, you know. And here's the other thing for me, Kev. You talk about like, oh, the spot where no one wants to sell the Vikings. Guess who's selling the Vikings? The Minnesota Vikings are selling the Vikings. <laughs> when they are, I'm serious, though, right? They're cutting bait. Hunter, you can yeah. go on IR. They don't trade Yannick Ngakwe if they think that they have a path back, right? They don't be cautious with Dalvin Cook if they think they have a path back. And so I think Minnesota is selling, and I think Green Bay has it all in front of them, and they are buying. Remember, they are connected to Houston Texans wide receivers, Will Fuller, Randall Cobb. They may be looking to address the wide receiver situation. However, Speaking of wide receiver situations, I might be interested in playing props on two wide receivers in this game. Devontae Adams going up against this Minnesota defense. He has been eating. And then listen, the rookie Justin Jefferson has been a revelation over 100 yards in his last three games for the rookie. Check out to see what his receiving prop might be. I might be just like T. Higgins, Kev, continuing to go over on him until the trend is broken. You ride it until she bucks you. You only lose once. I like the kid Jefferson and what could be another high scoring affair, Kev, real quick. Yeah, and I'll just quickly say this total of 50 and a half last game, almost 80 points. It could be an underspot. The weather might not be friendly at Lambeau. We'll also need to see if Aaron Jones is active for this one. More early line when we come back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Uchi Wally Wally, Uchi Bang Bang, you are back on the early line, getting the edge right here on the grid. Dane Martinez and the candle burner, Kevin Walsh, burning the candle at both ends. And Kev, we got to talk a little bit about college, but wait, I forgot. There's still a game on the NFL schedule. It's just I forgot because the spread looks like it's a college game. We've got the New York Jets going to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. And, and Kev, we can get into this game, but I want to ask it to you this way. How many points is too many for you to lay with the Chiefs? Like, on its face, like, we know what the spread is. I think it got as high as 21 at one point. It's at 19 and a half right now. We'll throw all the analysis out the window, right? Um, How many would you have to get to take the J-E-T-S Jets 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 on Sunday? 28 and a half. I mean that. And not a second sooner. Here's part of the reason why. 27 and a half, yeah. not enough. <laughs> so so I got to tell you something. Here's something that I know you and I do disagree on a, a, a little What's bit. Up? And it's a, it's a small thing. Um, that game against the Bills did not tell me that they will not uh, go on uh, without a win. I actually thought that was an awful performance from them. The The Bills didn't punt. They just couldn't finish drives. The Jets had a lot of field This goals. isn't even a, like four yards of offense in the second half. That's a pathetic performance. Like, the Bills, they finished two of those drives 
and it's a complete yeah. runaway blowout. Like, sure. this Jets team, Darnold, how do they have four yards of offense in the second half? How is that possible? Like, is, that are you, are, is this a real football team or not? So, like, what not really. Here? I mean, they score 12 points a game. The 31st yeah. best team in the league scores like 17, 18. Okay, they score the best 12 points like, a game. On, yes, against the best offense I'm, in football. I guess the only way to call it is like, when will KC take its foot off the gas pedal? But here's the correct. point. They won't. You know why? Because of number 26 that's going to be in the backfield for the Kansas City yeah. Chiefs. Remember when Le'Veon Bell and there was like the teams that he wanted to go to and you astutely yeah. pointed out that they were the next teams on the schedule for the mm-hmm. Jets? I know generally kev we don't like to get sidetracked or taken over by narratives but i think this one is real and i think when it's a runaway thing right and when uh clyde edwards hilaire and terry kill and travis kelsey and patty mahomes no longer need to have their foot on the gas pedal there will still be one member of that offense that will be pleased to run it up and it will be lev bell i want to see what a lev bell touchdown prop is because i also Hmm. think as you know kevin this is not like me being crazy at all clyde edwards hilaire has been great right but he hasn't gotten into the end zone. What is the role that we think yeah. Lev Bell would even play? If there is a chance, if the Chiefs have a goal-to-go drive in this game, Lev Bell will be on the field, they will give him the ball, and he will get into the end zone, Kev. I actually am interested. So the thing is, again, I think the Chiefs are going to absolutely obliterate this garbage team. That's a poor excuse for a, for a football team. Fair. Is on the first goal-to-go, do they give it a Lev Bell? Or, like, is it the second half? No, I'm I'm serious, though. I think that matters because the first touchdown score, Lev Bell bet, right, is going to probably be a popular one as well. And the funniest thing is, like, I wonder if the players on the Jets are like, man, screw that guy, or if they're, like, secretly, like, yeah, I hope he does score. Screw Adam Gase. And, and that's a real thing, man. This is the This is the thing here. They can take their foot off the gas pedal. The first half spread is 10.5. It's going to be a very popular play. I don't care. This game might be, they might be up by 30 at the half. They can do whatever they want to this team, whatever they want. They can come out sleepwalking and obliterate this team. The Jets are unimaginably bad. The Chiefs, thanks to the Le'Veon Bell addition, have motivation they wouldn't have had without those circumstances there. Narrative, narrative, narrative. Over yards. In the in the end zone, all of it. Lev Bell is going to have a big game here because the Chiefs are treating this like an like you're playing Madden, right? If you were playing Madden with your creative player, you'd be like, "Oh, I'm about to go off," and you target yourself. A, right? That's what this is. It's a game of Madden for them, and they're going to blow them out because they're playing on rookie. Yeah, and here's the thing. I like what you're doing. Try to push the envelope even further, right? The first touchdown scorer when the numbers come out. Listen, uh, you may get a big plus number in terms of, like, two touchdowns for Le'Veon Bell in this one, which, if you believe the Chiefs get, you know, 
you when the point spread tells you something, right? You you say it all the time. We could break out the calculator. I could do my math, right? And you can tell when the combination of the spread and the total, like in essence, what the book thinks the score is going to be. This book yeah. thinks it's going to be a twenty point margin with a fifty point total. So what is that, Kev? Yeah. That's like thirty five fifteen. They're talking about this as a thirty four seventeen game. They're talking about this as a you know like a thirty seven seventeen kind of game. That means there are four yeah. or five touchdowns the book believes in the cards for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? And I yeah. think this is a get right spot, a narrative spot. I don't think Patty Mahomes is going to have to throw for three fifty. This is where they get healthy. Maybe Ceh gets in the end zone as well but Le'Veon Bell I'm going to be on all of these props the revenge aspect in this one is absolutely real and you knew about it as soon as there were reports of what three teams that Lev Bell was interested to get with because he wanted to get back at Adam Gaze and these J-E-T-S Jets 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 who by the way are still paying him I do believe but anyway those are the games so probably let me ask more you, honestly, than the Chiefs oh definitely let me ask you though like so 28 and a half you would take yeah. the Jets? Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know if I'd take the Jets. I think that's just when I no longer Chiefs. take the Chiefs. You would not lay. Okay, yeah. fair enough. No, I will say Listen. this, though, genuinely. Um, yeah, if the score is kind of what I believe it's going to be at half, I'm trying not to be, like, crazy disrespectful, but let's just call it 24 nothing. Let's say 24 nothing. The second half under then is a good play because the Chiefs yes. no longer have to play football. They'll just punt right. it whatever like they might punt on second down it doesn't matter and then the jets will just keep being their inept selves right no i i agree with you not only in terms of in-game live with the total but who knows where this spread could go i think that's the thing to look for in this yeah. game right if you're looking at live i mean Listen, if this game goes in a different way and it's more competitive, then a lot of people are wrong because that's why there's a 20-point spread on this game in the first place. Yep. But the analysis here, the info we will give you here on the grid, if you know about mm -hmm. the betting world and you know about the in-game markets, right? NFL teams usually take their foot off the gas pedal at some point. Yeah. I'd call it about 24 points, like you're saying. Right. Yeah. And at that point, if the book still gives you more points for the Jets or has the total still assuming that Kansas City will have a foot on the gas pedal, you then yeah. may get value on the total. Or dare I say it, even on the Jets, if they give you a plus something crazy number mm -hmm. knowing that the chiefs will not have their pedal to the metal but i digress i called it a college spread because that's what we do see in college so we turn our attention to college football here that's going into a big week for so many reasons right key games in the big 10 our our chaos teams have big matchups to kind of survive Huge. and advance but we must start in the world of college football with literally the biggest name in college football and you know what i'll say now the two biggest names in college football have now tested positive for covid19 a few weeks ago one of the biggest names in football alabama head coach nick saban tested positive for covid he was on the sidelines mm -hmm. though that game now the biggest player in college football has tested positive for covid clemson quarterback presumptive heisman favorite presumptive number one overall pick national champion quarterback trevor lawrence has tested positive for covid 
Now, Kev, the Clemson Tigers are supposed to face Boston College on Saturday. They will face Boston College on Saturday because this is not seen as an outbreak. This is seen as just Trevor needs to be sidelined. But there's so many levels, so many peels of the onion to pull back here. My mind immediately thinks to, wow, it's the marquee name. And will they continue to plow through? The other thing I think about is, oh, my God. Can you imagine if this was the Big Ten and Trevor Lawrence would be down for 21 days? My, how that would compromise the national title picture. What was your knee-jerk reaction when you saw this news, Kev? I mean, just obviously instantly shocked by it. Maybe the biggest... Are you, though? Are you really shocked about someone getting COVID these days? It's it's not about getting COVID. It's when a big name okay. gets it, right? Okay. When it's Ronaldo, when it's Cam Newton, when okay. it's Trevor Lawrence, it's like whoa, like you know what I mean? Like when it's someone when it's just matters Turner. so much to what they're doing, right? I mean the Turner comes <laughs> a whole I still can't wrap my head around. And here's the proof point: Kevin, there's something like eight of the top twenty-five teams, their head coaches have gotten it. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's crazy. But it's this is the biggest thing: go go to the futures market on the FanDuel sportsbook for college football, and what is left? Pac-12 winner, SEC winner, Big 12 winner. The entire, the entire college football winner, gone. The whole national championship market, the whole Heisman market, gone. Gone. The book, clueless. And I don't say that disrespectfully. We all are. We don't know. Because this team's playing Boston College this week. This is the nature of college football. Okay, it doesn't matter. The headline not is not Trevor Lawrence positive COVID test will miss BC. It's Trevor Lawrence positive COVID test might miss Notre Dame game, which is the next game on the schedule. Is that and next what weekend? We understand? Two, that's a week yeah. from this weekend. Yeah, right up yeah, against it. Right. Yeah, according to the <laughs> ACC guidelines, we think <laughs> it's a ten day window from when he showed symptoms. Basically, wow. he's apparently going to be able to get cleared the Friday of the game. What but, no? <laughs> but the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, says he'd be very surprised if he was actually ready to go for that Notre Dame game. And wow. this is the reality. We now wait. DJ Ugalele, five-star recruit, is going to get the start against Boston College. They should roll Boston College. They're still going to be laying over three touchdowns at home to Fine. Boston College. How does he look? That game against Notre Dame is in Notre Dame. We had look-ahead lines. It was 14-and-a-half. Is this thing below a touchdown? Does DJ look so good, hold up to his pedigree, that it's barely even moved and it's maybe a 10-and-a-half? There is so much that has to be moved. Because here's the reality of it, Dane. If they lose to Boston College this week, they won't. But if they did, if they did, the whole thing's shot. There's no coming back from losing to Boston College. And if they lose to Notre Dame, right, you better hope it's very, very close. And then they're going to have to roll the rest of the way. They're going to have to go unbeaten and then beat Notre Dame in the ACC championship. Oh, and by the way, because this is the other reality of it, right? The the second in the Heisman running uh, that we had there, right, was Fields. And the whole time you look at it, you're like, man, he could be great. But he also might miss three games if this goes left. What happens to Trevor's lead? He was minus money to win that award. Now he's going to miss two games, it seems like, if not more. We don't know. So this 
That is why the Trevor Lawrence thing is 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 surprising. It is shocking. It's jarring because that is honestly more than Saban, probably more than anybody else. Maybe Fields on the same level. You pull that out. Yeah. There's no more national championship futures market. There's yeah. no more Heisman like, market. The book is telling you how big this is. Yep. This has now thrown into uncertainty the entire college football playoff. This yep. would be like if LeBron caught it in the middle of the bubble. This is that level, Kev. This is the number one player in the sport going down, and we don't know for how much, and we don't know the ripple effect, but we knew there were supposed to be these three top teams. We'll keep an eye out on how the Tigers look against Boston College this week. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the early line right here, giving you the edge on SportsGrid. You will not be seeing Trevor Lawrence on Saturday or maybe after that. And we've been talking about the huge implications of that. We'll see what happens with Clemson as they take on Boston College. Remember, Notre Dame on the horizon the following weekend. We'll see how that story moves. But we do have other games this weekend, Kevin. The action gets started in the Big Ten, not with Wisconsin, but with the Golden Gophers who will try to roll the boat all the way to Maryland to take on the Terps. Listen, Minnesota coming off that loss against Michigan, they are still road 18 and a half point favorites. 61 and a half is your total in this Big Ten matchup. Do the Golden Gophers get into the win column, Kev? So I'm really excited for this game, but I got to tell you, Dane, secretly I've been sitting on this because I know you're like, ah, I got none for this game. That's not true. You do, but I don't know how to play it. So you know you're very, very close. Uh, hold your nose special, right? The close your Ooh, eyes special. Yes. But here's the problem. Dane, it's what the heck do we do if both teams fit the description? Yes. What do we do? Underperform their point spread by a full three touchdowns, huh? Yes. That's interesting, interesting. I don't know what to do. It's so but You're funny. right, you're right. I, you know, when the trend is tested, I, right? I guess I guess you defer to the team that did it against better competition against the team or the team that you thought was better yeah. in the first place. For me, that would be the Golden Gophers and Rashad Bateman, P.J. Fleck, and Rowan the Boat. Yeah, I, I think for me, uh, I just had to bring that up because I think it's hilarious. No, you're right, that's fine. were so terrible last week. Um yeah. I'm a little bit interested in back in Maryland here. I think Minnesota sh showed some real true flaws. Michigan is not the best team in the country, and that performance by Michigan made them look like the best team in the country. Uh, I think Minnesota does have their issues there, and this is still a monstrous number. Like at the end of the day, a team that out like missed their number by three touchdowns is now laying almost three, almost three touchdowns. Exactly. Like, yeah. So I think Maryland is – they got to be better than they were in that Northwestern game. They played last year as 52-10. If you take Maryland like I'm suggesting, there's a real chance that we sit there looking like fools by night's end. But if I can give this as a selling point, two his younger brothers, quarterback in Maryland, I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. Um, there might be points in this one. The total 61, though, because it's college, so that always means it's, it's big, big numbers. But uh, I think this is going to be a fun matchup. I'm leaning towards Maryland in the over. All right. But 
Close your, your eyes, special it on in-game live. And then over the weekend, we hope our Cincy Bearcats and our Oklahoma Cowboys, State Cowboys, get through. The morning after is up next. Have a good weekend. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.